everything for him And if you ask me, I would do it again No need to imagine Cause I know it's true They say all good boys go to heaven But bad boys bring heaven to you It's automatic Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Heart of Indie Radio. It is Saturday, October 9th. We are three weeks away, not quite three weeks, but almost three weeks away from Thanksgiving, deep into the holiday season. We have a treat. We have a special guest in our studio this evening, Maita Levenbach. She is our brand new signed artist with us. Welcome, Maita. Thank you. You know, this is such an exciting time. Imagine, everybody, if you had an opportunity to interview the Madonnas of the world, Etta James, Billie Holiday, before they were really big stars in the very early days. That's kind of what we feel like this is with Maita. Oh, now, yeah. having said that, <laughs> are you ready for this interview? <laughs> I'm definitely ready. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I started to say the, the likes of Beyonce, but the reality is I did get a chance to interview and talk to Beyonce um, when she was still Destiny's Child before she was this huge megastar. Um, so I had that opportunity already. But anyway, so here we are. We are so happy to have you on board. And uh, by the way, thank you. She is not only just a signed artist, folks. She is a full team member uh, with Hands of Grace, Ray of Light, and Heart of Indie Radio. So we're very proud to have her on board. And she brings with her an incredible culture out of the Netherlands. And we're going to talk a little bit about her mom in a few minutes as well. And obviously, that's where some of her influence comes from. But anyway, so tell us a little bit about Maita Livenbach. Who's this incredible artist? Oh, you're so sweet. Um, well, I'm a 17-year-old girl from the Netherlands. And my life basically exists with music. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And when does... This 17-year-old artist become an 18-year-old artist. Very soon, actually, on the 14th of December. Oh, my goodness. You mean one day before the skipper? Yes, indeed. <laughs> so I guess we'll have to celebrate our birthdays together and do something interesting. We'll have to play with that on social media and make something fun out of it. So for those of you who are listening this evening, you've already got an advance hint. Take notes. <laughs> So at what age did you decide that you just, you knew you had to pursue music? I mean, I know a little bit about your history. No, that's not true. I know a lot about your history. But <laughs> at what, what age did you decide, this is what I want to do? Um, I mean, I started playing the violin when I was five, but I wanted to start playing the violin when I was three. But I basically had to beg my parents because they thought, Oh, it's just a phase. You don't want to take it seriously. And, well, I really, really wanted to play the violin. So I begged for two and a half years, and then they finally allowed me to play. And ever since, I've just been busy with music, and I've always known that I wanted to do music with my life. So you were also influenced by mom, right? She was a conservatory-trained flamingo guitarist that later took up violin? Uh, yes, that's correct. She has always wanted to play the cello, but after studying guitar, she decided it was time for a smaller instrument. 
So she decided to play violin and she did that for two months. And in those two, two months, I went to, her, to every class and I fell in love with the instrument. I'll tell you what, our hearts and ears are in love with you listening. It, oh. You're just incredible. You know, your, your professional Vita reads like someone who is twice your age. And in fact, I know a lot of professional musicians who are twice your age and they don't have um, the achievements that you have. The youngest to be accepted into the Royal Conservatory, the Hog. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? I mean, I can't really remember that that happened, but it feels quite special. It but. is. It's very special, uh, both in America and in Europe. It, it's just incredible. Now, you started singing at age 13, right? Yes, but not very seriously yet. I just started <laughs> singing kind of because in the conservatory, you also had choir, and I started getting in contact with pop music and I thought, oh, this is quite interesting. So I thought maybe I should take this more seriously. Well, you know, on behalf of Heart of Indie Radio and the rest of the world, thank you. <laughs> we are so glad you started singing because uh, you have such a liveliness and warmth to your vocals and an accident, you have an accent that just melts the heart as soon as someone hears it. Uh, that's why we keep saying, don't change that. Whatever you do, <laughs> just stay who you are. Um, now, you started making um, covers in May of 2018, right? If I've yes, got the information right. correct. <laughs> yes, so, that's right. So why the transition from, oh, okay, I'm going to start singing, and then I'm just going to jump into covers. What, what, what helps you make a distinction between doing covers versus your own original work? And I know that you eventually did both, but. Um, well, I started out with covers, and that was actually because of a col collaboration I did back in May 2018. Um, I did a collaboration with Charlotte Zone, and I really liked what she was doing, and I was talking to her dad, and I thought, well, maybe I should try as well, and I started to really enjoy it, and I thought, well, I can start writing music again. I mean, I've written music for classical music, as in violin and piano and orchestra, um, and I had one pop song written and I thought, well, I want to try that again. And so I did. So I started doing original music as well. And I'm really, really enjoying doing both of them. That is just awesome. I'll tell you what, everybody, she's also got her own debut album. In May of 2019, you, re you released your own debut album, My Thoughts, which, by mm -hmm. the way, we just gave away a copy of that on the station here. Uh, what, what was the inspiration for, for that album? Um... Over the past year, when the album was released, I just started writing more and more songs and I started putting my emotions and stories that I had and thoughts that I had into songs. And I was writing songs and I thought, well, I don't want to release just a single. I want to start my actual original music with an album. And so I put that into action and I started writing more and more and started recording all of it and there you have it <laughs> well you know what i have to commend you on that that's a very smart move both creatively and in a business sense it, it's a whole lot easier to promote an entire album than it is to slowly keep releasing singles and eventually get enough for an ep and eventually uh, an entire original album 
And then by that point, your original pieces, your first two or three songs are really old by that point. And so it's they are, though. they are. They feel really, really old to me now. <laughs> <laughs> so the Carpenter's cut probably really feels old at this point, right? It does. That was a really, really fun experience to do that with friends from all over the world. Were you well? For those of our listeners that don't know, we're going to share a little tidbit of the information here. Top of the World cover uh, the Carpenters tune uh, was the song that got my assigned. Now, when you finally found that out, <laughs> did it shock you that it was that song that, that nailed it? It really did. Because I, ha- I haven't seen that video for months. I mean, I look back at videos sometimes to get like memories back from shooting that or recording that or why I chose the song. But I hadn't looked at that video for so, so long. And then you told me that and I was I was actually shocked. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, it, it was it was everything. It was the music. It was the vocals. It was the videography. It was just a really fun video. But what really came out, and I think I mentioned this to you, from the second half of the video forward, um, everything's there, just the raw humanity of you. And uh, anybody with any sense of music at all can't take their eyes off the second half of that video. And I knew instinctively right then, we have to sign this girl. And uh, that's kind of how it went. So in May of 2019, you had your debut original album. Yep. Um, and then September 22nd, we reached out to you about that. And then October 26th, you were signed. Yes. Pretty aggressive year, right? It really is, but time flies. <laughs> no wasting any time with you. I tell you what, uh, we're going to get into that a little bit, little bit later. Uh, we're not going to give you listeners everything right up front. You need to stay tuned right here at Heart of Indie Radio. Maito, what's where's home? What do you consider to be your hometown? I know that you're split up between uh, Amsterdam and Belgium, but uh, what, where's home? Home is where my music is, so it travels with me wherever I am. So, oh, since goodness. I moved out, Belgium feels more like actual home because all my instruments are there and my recording equipment is there so that is so you know what no one has ever given that answer before that is so (laughs) you and you're exactly right home is wherever you are and where your music is and where your heart is that that's incredible we need that needs to become a social media blitz (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness what do you love most about the Netherlands? That That's home. That's culture to you. But what do you love most about it? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I mean, I love traveling. So it's not like the Netherlands is my favorite country in the world. I actually don't have a favorite. But um, I really like how small the Netherlands is. Like if you ask people if they know someone, there is always some connection between people. And it's just really fun to see how small the Netherlands actually is, and whenever you talk to new people, it just gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, it's really not a huge country. It's it's relatively small. And, it is. Uh, in, in many ways, all of our followers and listeners around the world are going to get to explore the Netherlands in a uh, deep sense pretty soon. So, well, while we're on that topic, if you could have a plane ticket at an unlimited budget tomorrow, where would you go? You had your visa and could go anywhere you wanted. 
Oh no, that's such a hard question. There's so many countries I want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And we are in nine countries. We broadcast in three. Who are we going to offend? Hmm. <laughs> so. Oh no, You're, you just made it worse. Now it's even harder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, skip the question. That's not fair. We, we've got nine countries listening. and <laughs> Anyway, we'll, we'll move on because that, that could be a little touchy. But it, it's always interesting to find out where people will go. You can tell me privately. How's that? Um, <laughs> thinking about your, your video production, one of the things I like to look at, uh, and our team likes to look at as well, is the videography. Look at the production because there's so much that goes into that and the planning and the shooting and the music and well, I don't need to tell you, I'm preaching to the choir here. You know what goes into creating a really good video. With that in mind, what's your favorite song or video production of your own music? Oh, like originals or covers? Oh, wow. We can split it up. We can do one and one. Oh, oh, oh. I made it worse for myself just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like... Oh, there's so many favorites. Uh, of my original work, I would say either Too Late or Don't... No, that's not it. Or If I Were There. Um, if I Were There is just really special to me, and it means a lot to me that two of my best friends uh, worked with me to get that video there. There, And um, Too Late, I had the amazing opportunity to shoot the video somewhere where my dad usually does lighting. And so the lighting looks really, really good, and I love that. And oh, covers! Oh, that's even harder. There's so many to choose from now. That's kind of back in the same realm of who do we offend first, right? Um, you don't have to answer that if you want. You don't want to because you've done so many covers already, and you're probably still going to continue doing them. But just from okay, reword it. What was the cover that was the most fun for you to shoot? Um, let's say of the reason recent ones. That, that makes it a bit easier. I know you've been at this so many years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's just videos per month. It's It goes quick. It goes I know. Really quick. Um, but I had a lot of fun shooting uh, Rumors by Connie Talbot because I just had a lot of friends involved and I had a really, really great afternoon just shooting that already. Listeners, are you hearing this accent? Is this just adorable or what? <laughs> well that is so cool thank you for, for sharing that okay so there's a tough question I have for you um, do you do any sailing at all that's not the question that's just a lead to the question sailing sailing on a boat um, I have actually it's okay. been a few years but I have with my sister I did a couple courses in France I think I oh. actually have Blow that somewhere. Oh my goodness. Okay. We definitely need to chat about this later. Um, so the question is now you're not in a channel, you're not anywhere not well, actually, European channels are not nice anyway. They're rather choppy. But um the English channel is what I'm thinking about right now. It's a nasty piece of water. And it's nothing derogatory about the country. Pretty much any sailor is gonna tell you they don't like that piece of water. A lot of traffic and nasty water. Anyway, if you were going to be out on the open ocean in a boat by yourself, you're, you know, you're solo sailing. It's just you and your boat, right? Mm -hmm. You could take some music along, but you could only take along the music of three 
each three mainstream and three indie artists, who would you choose? So you get six artists, three mainstream, three indie artists. And no, they can't be yourself. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't want to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just sing every song I have stuck in my head by myself? <laughs> well, sure. Because <laughs> that makes it so much easier. Then I don't have to choose between artists because every artist has their own their own thing, their own inspirational thing. And I, I don't want to pick from that. You, you know what? You bring up an interesting point. I'm not going to let you off that question that easy, by the way, but you bring up an interesting. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice try, Maita. No. Uh, um, you bring up an interesting point, and that is the covers that you do, you tend to make them your own. You're not trying to replicate their arrangement. You, you really tend to make it your own, and that's kind of cool. So you keep doing that. But anyway, back to the question. You can only have six artists. Who would some of your favorite people be? You've got to hear. These are folks you've got to have with you on the boat. It's sad out there. Remember, you have no cell phone. You have a satellite phone that works sometimes at best. Most of the time, not at all. You don't have Internet unless you get a satellite connection. You don't have TV. You don't have time for videos because, well, the boat will get out of control. If you think you're going to sit and watch movies, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> if you had some sailing lessons, you know what I'm talking about. You, you don't have time for all of that. Very true. But, you, but you can run music and you can run it loud. Um, who would you like to hear? Who might be inspirational to you? There, there you go. There's there's a direction you can go. It's, uh, oh, this is so hard. <laughs> who would be some of the artists that you would find inspiring? Okay, I'm going to make it a little easier. Instead of just saying, uh, these are my favorite six artists, what if you just pick six that you think would be inspiring on the open ocean? Because not every type of music is going to fit that niche. Um, okay, so there is an artist who I've been listening to a lot lately. Who His name is Jacob Collier, because the things he does are amazing. And he only needs his voice and, well, some computer software, but that's not out on the ocean. But he okay. just needs... And he can create amazing music. Okay. Uh, so this is an indie artist or a mainstream? I, I'm not familiar with that particular artist. It's a mainstream. Okay. I out guess. of the country. Oh, you don't know either. Okay. We can find out. Well, put it on your boat. How's that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. Do I have to pick five others? <laughs> Okay, pick pick an indie artist. We'll let you go with one indie artist. Um, and it can't yeah. be in your circle of people that you're already working with. We know who those are. We all know who those are. Can't be any of those folks. It has to be someone else outside of your little circle there. Can I pick Emlentino? Sure. Yes. Are we trying to be politically correct here or what? She's referring to our co-host here at Heart of Indie Radio, Inlantino. She will love that, by the way. You can expect a nice feedback on that. Okay, so thinking about that, we were talking about music being inspiring and encouraging on the open ocean because you're out there by yourself. It's easy to start getting down and frustrated and, and sad because you have no human interaction, right? Yeah. Well, that can happen even on land. People sometimes just feel down or they feel excluded from groups and uh, 
and you know you don't need to be on the open ocean to be sad so with that in mind do you think music can be a healing tool for pe to people and why no it is for me uh, okay it's really interesting how a song with or without lyrics but especially with lyrics can change based on the things you've gone through or the things you're feeling and i think that songs can really help you get through those sad moments i know it, i know it helps me i also try and like whenever i write a song i try to make it more that people can relate to it and maybe help them because that's really really important to me okay well i agree and that's a perfect answer to that question now see some of these questions you just fly right through with no problem whatsoever <laughs> as long as i don't have to pick between things <laughs> i know you're a social butterfly you don't want to offend anybody what a sweetheart okay so i've gathered from your communication um all the communication that we've had with you that you're pretty pumped up about the program with hands of grace ray of light and heart of indie radio uh, and for our new listeners who maybe are followers um, that have just started following Heart of Indie Radio, Heart of Indie Radio is a subsidiary of Hands of Grace Ray of Light. It is a platform designed uh, to give indie artists an opportunity to get their music heard, to get it out there. It's their platform. Uh, yes, we have mainstream artists, but they're more the light at the end of the tunnel. The real focus for our station is our indie artists and uh, this the showcase for that is our featured artist, and you're listening to one of them right now. She's our superstar. So um, with that in mind, what is it about this program that's so near and dear to you? What is it that you just truly love about Hands of Grace, Ray of Light, and Heart of Indie Radio? What made you say, oh, my goodness, yes, where do I sign? I want to be a part of this. I mean, just the fact that you guys do so many things. It's not just about the music. Well, it, like, the main thing is music, of course, but you're also about music ed education, which I think is really important, and uh, about teen like preventing teen suicide and anti-bullying and stuff like that. And that's also so important, especially for people my age. And I just love that. That's why within the first few emails, I already knew I want to work with you guys. Oh, how sweet is that? Uh, and and we, likewise, we knew instantly that, that you had to come on board, and that's why we signed you so quickly. We had no reservations whatsoever because we just know when someone is a perfect fit and you were a perfect fit for this. So we're looking forward to some really exciting things. Uh, we know that you're going to be touching hearts around the globe. Um, and just to repeat things uh, for those who might be just tuning in, Hands of Grace, Ray of Light, and Heart of Indie Radio is now active in nine countries. And our radio station broadcasts in three countries, uh, the United States, Canada, and United Kingdom. We are about to open up broadcast in New Zealand, Australia, and the Netherlands. And so things are moving pretty quickly here. So with that said, you're going you're gonna to have an opportunity to uh, do a whole lot of work to touch a whole lot of hearts. And we are so happy that you're here. So do you have any new concerts or collaborations coming up with Heart of Indie Radio or anywhere else for that matter? Um, well, I do have concerts lined up. I actually cool. have a next Friday. Tell us about it. Um, well, I haven't had a lot of performances vocal-wise just because I only started out like a year ago. 
like actually taking it very, very seriously. So this is one of the first few concerts that I've actually been asked for to perform. And I'm going to sing one of my originals from my debut album. And the song that I'm singing is Personal Journey. And I'm really excited about that. Oh, my goodness. Thinking about that for a minute, Personal Journey, that says so much about you and about your involvement here with Heart of Indie Radio. It's just powerful. Uh, anything else that's that's going on? Well, that you can talk about. I know there's probably things happening in the background that can't talk about yet, but we get that. <laughs> well, I have also I also have a tour lined up very very soon. Um, but that that's with violin. I'm going on tour to Asia with the LGT Young Soloists, and we're going to be traveling through a couple countries, and it's going to be really exciting. You will have to keep us posted ahead of time so we can follow you and promote that for you. Our listeners are already falling deeply in love with you. Um, <laughs> and they're going to want to follow your music and know what's going on. And if they, they start losing contact and not knowing what's going on, um, we're going to start getting little DMs. Where is she? What's going on? What's going on with my tech? <laughs> so, and that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Okay. So I've got a tough question for you. And this is probably going to be tough because you have uh, really shied away from the, the, choosing artists category this evening <laughs> we got to get you teamed up with our team in canada you know uh you know our, our team gold there in canada because they have no qualms about <laughs> about picking artists and just telling it the way it is so team gold will get you started so if you had an opportunity to collaborate with someone who would you say yes to on the spot Oh, no. I mean, without even thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Where do I sign this? Yes. And how do they inspire you? Two-part question. Uh, <laughs> you are really making this hard for me today. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's I mean, my job, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the fun thing about collaborations is that you can always, always learn from the other person. So, I mean, I would most likely say yes to a lot of collaborations. Um, I mentioned him before, Jacob Collier. I've really started falling in love with him in the past couple of weeks because he's just such a genius. The way he works with the music, the way he touches so many hearts. And I know that he tries to keep his lyrics, for example, open so that a lot of people can fit their own story to it. And I just absolutely love that. And I think he's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's really cool when, when artists keep their lyrics relatable. Um, Alicia Carr is really good at that, and so is Kirsten Stefanik. Those two are like on each other's heels. They're almost identical in their approaches to music and how they use their public platforms. Um, well, for the listeners who don't know, those two artists we just named, or I just named, are featured artists here at Heart of Indie Radio. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that that's true. But thinking about big artists, mainstream, let's go with mainstream for a second. Just have fun with that. What mainstream artists, if their if their people got in touch with your people, which I guess would now be us, but um, and said we want to do a collaboration, we want to do a song, would you like to do so? Who would you um, not even think about twice? Just say yes. Uh, do you have an hour? <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna give us a laundry list, folks. <laughs> Um, What's the first one that comes to mind? Don't think about it. Just throw one out there. 
who who just inspires you that you would just jump at an opportunity you would race to the studio to do something it doesn't matter what it is first artist that comes to mind is a dutch one and i'm not sure if everyone knows that artist so yeah that's a bit hard <laughs> well sweetie that's why you're here just help share that culture so um that's one of the hundred reasons we got you on board here so share a little bit about that who, who's this artist and why would you race to the studio to work with them um it's ilsa de lange and the reason why i really love her is she is so humble and she's so sweet and her music she does both country and more pop music um i actually met her once and it was really really cool and i really like how she talks about music and um the way she creates music and yeah i would definitely definitely say yes to collaboration <laughs> sure <laughs> well there you go there we have it so see that wasn't so hard you haven't offended anybody other artists would have the same uh challenge okay so <laughs> thinking thinking about the creative process here for just a second i know that uh, others will have the same questions that 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 i have and our team has but in terms of your creative process your writing process uh, describe the mood for you. How long does it take? Is it based on your own life, introspection, or maybe observation, like external influences? Kind of what is it that, that brings your original material to life? Um, well, I always, always start with the lyrics. I think the lyrics are very important in a song. Um, so I mostly start writing music whenever I feel something. So all of my songs, literally all of my songs are based on stuff that happened to me or people that are very, very dear to me and actually have had an influence on me as well. Um, and that's what makes it so personal to me. And um, yeah, I start with the lyrics. I write down what I'm thinking. Mostly I start writing the lyrics down, but I always try and write a backstory as well so that when I come back to it even months later, I still know what I was feeling and what it's, what it's about. Um, and then whenever I feel inspired and that can be in broad daylight, it can be at 3 a.m. I wrote a song at 3 a.m. the other day and um, I just felt inspired and I was just jamming around and I thought, wait, this fits. So I just sit behind a piano or a guitar and I start writing. I don't really have a specific mood for it. And it, the amount of time that I spend working on one song changes with every single song. Well, you've just described actually very accurately what a true artist is all about. There's no there's no recipe that you're trying to follow. It's it's just the creative process. When it happens, it happens, right? Mm -hmm. 3 a.m. Gosh, you sound like someone I know. That's me. <laughs> you just get up, <laughs> just get up, and you better get up and write it down because you don't want to not write it down. Exactly. So how long do your writing projects take? From the time that you get an inspiration and you start writing the lyrics, do you finish right away or do you have to come back and finish it a week or a month or a year later? Um, well, that really depends. So um, I've written a lot of lyrics over the past couple of months and then lately I've been really starting to improvise on the piano and I thought, well, maybe I can turn those lyrics into actual songs. And it depends on the mood. And what I'm inspired to improvise on the piano. Um, so there's not really a specific timeline for a song. And it really, really changes with every song. Um, for example, What's Gonna Happen, one of my singles. I wrote that song so, so quickly. Um, 
and even good luck I wrote that in I think two hours because I didn't have m much more time um so it really changes it can also take months I know that I wrote lyrics last year in October and I only just started putting that into a song a couple weeks ago so it really really changes per song okay fair enough uh, you know I think we can all relate to that as well um so this coming fall musically speaking well I guess we can go personal and musically speaking and for you they're probably one and the same um because you are an artist's artist you know everything about you is very real so going into the fall we're headed into the holiday season with well thanksgiving in america but you don't have it there but obviously with, well our collective birthdays 14th and 15th everybody there's your clue again mm -hmm. for those of you who want to be involved in contests so mm -hmm. we have birthdays coming up we have thanksgiving in america we have christmas in multiple countries what is it that that is going on with you for the fall for the fall mm -hmm. i mean there's not really a specific holiday in the fall in Holland. okay but going into uh, let me paraphrase the question i suppose uh for november december which are holiday months typically um do you have any anything exciting coming up shows we know that you mentioned you're going on tour but shows or maybe studio time coming up anything like that to, the world uh, probably would want to know about i mean i have the tour in december and and it's going to be a bit more quiet although i do have a concert in january but that's january and not december though it is the 5th of january so that's pretty close to december <laughs> actually that counts that is really close so where's where's the concert on the 5th um it's in belgium actually it's about half an hour away from where i live right now and i Got to be able to play at that concert through the person that I collaborated with on Chasing Pavements, Konrad. Um, he asked me if I wanted to join him on that concert, and I said yes. So we're going to perform a concert together on the 5th of January. How cool is that? Now, your other concert that you mentioned going on tour, what are the tour dates? Do you know them offhand? Um, I do. I know for they're also on my website if anyone wants to look at those later as well. Um, some of them are private, I guess. So on the 3rd of December, we're going to perform in Thailand. On the 5th of December, we're in Indonesia. On the 9th of December, we're in Singapore. And on the 11th, in Hong Kong. And then on the 13th of December, we're in Vienna, Austria. Oh, my goodness, folks. Do you guys hear that? Well, you know what is really cool about all those countries? What? Skype works everywhere. So we're going to have to do some follow-up interviews with you from the, some of these tour dates just to kind of give share the excitement with your new followers. Um, so, yeah, that would be really cool. You have got a, a really aggressive and exciting and fun schedule coming up. That is so cool. And then somehow, folks, she's squeezing in us little guys at Hands of Grace Ray of Light and Heart of Indie Radio. Um, <laughs> thank you for that, by the way. Okay, so how about the music scene in the Netherlands? What is that like? Because uh, we had some questions about, about that. How much indie music do they have in the Netherlands? And, you know, our response is, well, there's indie music everywhere. That's every artist that 
every mainstream artist that we have today started out as guess what an indie artist right they may not have called themselves that but so what's uh, going on in the netherlands what what kind of indie music scene do you have there to be fair i am not 100 sure just because i don't necessarily focus on netherlands and um i try to keep it as international as possible so when i visit concerts of people in the netherlands i visit both dutch artists as foreign people which i think is pretty cool that they even perform in the netherlands because it's such a small country yes um, it is okay so, so what if, if you had a friend coming to visit you well i don't use that term very loosely if you had an acquaintance that was going to visit you from canada or or america and they're an indie artist like you and they ask you my type is there anywhere I can perform just for fun while I'm there? Are there any indie clubs or places that indie artists like to gather and share ideas, and collaborate or perform? Are there places like that there that indie artists can go? Whether it's you know paid what? performances or just free, it doesn't make any difference. I know uh, one place in The Hate because that's my hometown. So okay. I know it's that town. So in The Hate, you have this thing called ready to play and it's really really cool i was part of that for a year and basically you just choose one instrument to do so i had vocal lessons there for a year and they have performances every week or month or so and everyone just gathers there to watch each other perform and see what they're up to and stuff like that it's really really cool Okay, cool. Well, you know, that is coming up in, in Canada as well. Indie Week is coming up. And we've been telling everybody, go to Indie Week. There's 150 plus bands playing. And it's not just to go hear the music. Certainly, you want to support your fellow indie artists. But it's a perfect time to network and talk to other people about what they're doing, what works, what doesn't work. Instead of reinventing the wheel all the time, you kind of help learn from each other. Um, so, yeah, that's really cool. Talking about picking an instrument, one instrument. We know that's not true with you. So how many <laughs> instruments do you play? Um, as many as I can get my hands on. So in my apartment alone, I have a piano, a guitar. I have some percussion instruments. I have a ukulele. I have a mandolin. I have an accordion. And obviously my violin, because how? what else do I need? <laughs> so that's what I have in the apartment, but literally any instrument I can get my hands on, I will definitely try it out. So my mom just started playing the cello and I just steal it away from her every once in a while just to see what it feels like, <laughs> if I like it. And a fact not many people know is that I actually played the trumpet for a year. Wow. You know, for some of our listeners out there who don't understand those types of instruments, uh, when you get into brass instruments, it, it, you just can't play anything you want to. You Your mouth has to fit that instrument. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool. You know, one of your videos we actually played this past weekend uh, on the Eddie and Emmy show, um, it got a lot of feedback before the show even uh, with us, and that was the, the Fleetwood Mac cover of Landslide. The reason uh -huh. it got so much feedback was, first of all, it was a beautiful cover. Very well done, by the way. <laughs> But the reason I got so much feedback is because of the rotation of instruments. I mean, that was very well shot. And a couple of the people have come back and asked, is there anything she doesn't play? <laughs> because there's so many instruments in that in that clip. So that's why I wanted to kind of cover that, that 
question real quick. So did I hear you mention accordion? Yes, I did mention that. I actually used it in one of my most recent covers of Kiss Me, um, Six Months None the Richer. There was accordion in that, and actually the artist that I collaborated on the song with didn't know that I played that. Actually, I don't play it. I just heard it in the song. I was like, okay, this song needs accordion. So I went and tried it out, and I used it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing that question up for the benefit of our of our followers who maybe didn't catch that video yet, but that was a cover uh, of Kiss Me. That it was, it was a WB classic, um, but we won't get into all that. But anyway, yeah, that was that was a really cool song. So do you plan on using the accordion going forward and very many of you just don't know yet or? Actually, I've never played the accordion before. Um, my roommate just did and we have instruments literally all over the place. So we thought it would be nice to have an accordion there as well. And it was just there. And once I was not feeling very well and I saw the accordion, I thought, OK, I'm going to try this instrument out now because I just I just have to. And I was just improvising on it. I thought, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for some of our, our folks who are listening, they've probably read my comments on, on your YouTube channel uh, for that particular song. And immediately, as soon as I heard it, I, I was transported back to Dawson's Creek uh, with that song because it ran for so long. It was so popular. <clears throat> but anyway, I digress. So... We've got your itinerary. We know what's going on. Is there anything else that you would like to leave with our listeners this evening? Um, just one last thought. A smile can go a long way. Absolutely. You know, there's a, I don't know if you had an opportunity to see it yet or not, but there was a new graphic that was created by our team this afternoon. And I'm going to pull it back up here. Okay. It's this cool young girl who's smiling and, and the graphic reads the most powerful fashion statement and then there's a break and it says a smile um that was a huge driving force for uh one of our team members who's no longer with us uh, maddie and her theme was to try to make somebody smile every single day and we we all try to do that you know, just a few words of kindness generating a, a smile can go a long way but in terms of touching someone's heart, maybe changing their lives. And you know what? You never know. You just might be saving a life because they may be feeling so excluded and so down. Those few kind words may make a world of difference to them. So absolutely. All right. We are so happy that you were able to join us this evening. Um, you're welcome back anytime. And thank you for being part of Hands of Grace, Ray of Light, and Heart of Indie Radio. We are very honored to have you on our team. This is Thanks so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so where to next what's your next stop my next stop as in you're in belgium now yes and what's your next music performance just leave that with the listeners what's the next my live music performance is next friday in the hague awesome so you will have to send us an mp3 and piece of artwork with that or a video clip something that we can share that everybody can kind of share it with you all right folks you heard it uh Maita Levenbach right here from the Netherlands she's in Belgium tonight uh we're so glad that you tuned in and she will be back she's not going anywhere she's part of this team thank you Maita we really appreciate it thank you all right have a good night sweetie you too